Welcome to the Lex Buds and Pick and Roll Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Brandon. And with you as always is Tyler. Tyler, got a lot of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about Wandale Robinson, some UK basketball, and of course, uh, we're going to talk about something exciting for segment three, which we always do. This week, it's going to be our favorite TV jingles of all time, a jam-packed episode. What number is this, Tyler? Yeah, this is episode 79, if you're keeping score, keeping track at home. Brandon, this is a loaded episode. I'm just going to be honest. You know, there there are some weeks where I'm struggling to come up with with topics outside of the UK world, and this is not one. But we've got some doozies today. We do. We've got the price of Little Caesars hot and ready's going up. This is yeah, depressing news. Yeah, we've got a new COVID variant apparently that we've got to talk about. Yeah, we've got a man who's being sued for paying one of his former workers in pennies for crying out loud. You know, they say people work for pennies. That's <laughs> apparently this guy does. But yeah, a lot of stuff, Tyler. I mean, episode seventy nine. I mean, what what's your what's your thing for seventy nine? You usually have a good number for this. Well, well, actually, Brandon, we we have just I've just received breaking news. Uh, I, I hate to kind of interrupt the the flow of the show, but I just got a text from my wife that I think. I think we need to discuss this now. Well, t- Tyler, what, you're making me really nervous here. Can you give me a clue, and then if I don't get it, then we'll move on. Um, I'm really nervous. You have this look in your eye like, this is really important. Uh, it, it is a celebrity death. Oh, shit. A celebrity I, something, has passed away. Something unexpected? Yes. Younger? Uh, age 65. Okay, I have no idea. So not, not old, but definitely Yeah, 65, jeez. Okay, what, not, what is it? Uh, so, so breaking news, I'm sure, of course, everybody listening to this will have heard the news by now, but incredibly, incredibly sad news out of Orlando, Florida tonight. <clears throat> Former Full House star Bob Saget has passed away this Are you evening. kidding me? Bob Saget oh, is gone. Oh my God, I just watched the Bob Saget roast this past week. Did you really? Yes. I went back and watched all the, I, I didn't watch the whole roast, I watched the best roast clips from that roast. And it was great. Yeah, Bob Saget, of course, the you know Full House, Danny Tanner character, one of the most iconic TV characters of all time. I mean, we, we've talked about Full House on this show multiple times. Uh, you know, when, when we did our best TV theme songs, we, we talked. You know, when we did our draft of best TV dads, we talked about Danny Tanner. Uh, but apparently, according to reports, uh, he was found dead in his hotel room at the Ritz Carlton mm. in Orlando, Florida, where he was staying while he was on tour. Cause of death is not yet known. Just man, wow, that is crazy. I mean, he was a pretty hard working dude. He enjoyed being on the road and doing, you know, touring as a comedian. That's what he loved doing. That is crazy. Yeah, he was a. <laughs> it's interesting. On the Full House, he played one character, but then if you go watch his stand up comedy. Be ready for the bleep button. Yeah, it, it, uh, Danny Tanner was definitely not uh, who he was in real life, but <laughs> definitely. I mean, just I mean, we grew up on Full House, man. I mean, that was like in our wheelhouse as kids, like those late eighties, early to mid nineties TGIF nights. I mean, that's crazy. I learned so many life lessons from from Danny Tanner. Yeah, and he used to sing with Uncle uh, Jesse. You know, they would sing Teddy Bear to Michelle to put on. Yeah, let me be. <laughs> you know that was a really bad impression, but that's I loved that. Yeah, that, wow, that is so crazy. I I love Bob Saget. He's a funny dude. You know, he's been on the Joe Rogan show. I watched an interview with him on Joe Rogan. Very entertaining. You know, outside of Full House, that's not who he is. But he played a great character. 
maybe the best TV dad ever. That's the, you know, it's up for debate. He's in the conversation. Yeah, I think no doubt. And man, this this it just stinks, man. Whenever you whenever you hear of somebody is, you know, especially from that time, like I said, when you're growing up, you mm. know, people that you grew up watching. That's it's tough, and I, and I know uh, for for my wife, Full House was her favorite TV show growing up. Yeah, so I have a feeling we'll be going back and watching a lot of Full House episodes in the next week to, oh, to reminisce. But what, what a great TV theme song too! Yeah, Jeez the Louise. best. Wow. So rest rest in peace, Danny Tanner, Bob Saget, no longer with us, age sixty five. Yeah, eh, it's crazy. He used to rule the tv scene even had america's funniest home videos for pete's sake oh people yeah i didn't even think about that people yeah people forget how big of a show that was oh my gosh yeah the original youtube america's funniest home <laughs> videos you know what i mean it's uh it's a sad day i don't like it yeah. how do you follow this up tyler i mean i you know i was gonna tell you what i did with my week this week but it feels almost insignificant at this point you know what i mean that, that's a hard way to start I agree. It does. So maybe we just jump into the news then, and uh, you just want to jump into some sports. Maybe get some feel good moments back in here because we did have a good sports week this week. We we did. So let's let's kick it off. Segment one sports. We got to talk about the big win, not against necessarily a big opponent, but a much needed win for the Cats after they suffered a loss on the road at LSU. They came back to play at Rupp Arena on Saturday night against the Georgia Bulldogs. Yep. It was a short-handed Kentucky team, as we were without starting point guard Xavier Wheeler, who did not get the chance to get some revenge against his former team and former coach Tom Crean. But the Cats win 92-77, but I think there's there's only one big story from the game, which was Ty Ty Washington setting the school all-time assist record with 17 assists, broke the record held by John Wall, and he's our backup point guard. Just a, a crazy night. Brandon, I was at the game, so I, 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 it was pretty cool for me that I can say I, I witnessed history and got to see the, the assist record be broken. Brandon, what were, your, what were your takeaways from this one? Well, I mean, one thing was I, I'm starting to realize how much fun I am having counting Oscar Sheeway rebounds. It's getting ridiculous. I, I like those just as much as I enjoy counting Kellen Grady three-pointers. Every time he gets a rebound, I just picture myself just flipping up one of the R's for the rebound. Yes. You know? And there's a guy with the Oscar uh, tracker. In the the tracker, tra- which is genius. Whoever came up with that, so genius. Smart. So smart. And, you know, I sit there and you and you look at his stat line, a, a massive double-double, over 20 points, over 10 rebounds. Yeah, 29 and 17 for yeah. Oscar. And he's not even the headline of the game. No. Which blows my... <laughs> it's, it's, he's gotten to the point to where he's so good, people expect it, which is a good life lesson, kids. Whenever you're at your do- job, don't try your hardest because then people expect it every time and it's not impressive. <laughs> That's a terrible life lesson, by the way. But it just goes to show you how we expect this now, and it's not that big of a deal. However, I still find myself counting those. The fact that Ty Ty Washington broke John Wall's assist record, pretty unbelievable. I mean, considering he just started as the point guard. <laughs> you know, so right. Wheeler was, was supposed to be there, and then he comes in. Now Wheeler's going to come in and be like, oh, what the heck, man? Why you got to show me up like that? You know, it's not cool at all. Can't do that, man. <laughs> so uh, overall, I'm happy with how everything played out. Um, you know, obviously we had a, a new player on the bench as well, and we can talk about that in a minute. But overall, I feel pretty good about the win. It's still hard to gauge yourself um, after you know losing to LSU. It was a close game, but still, you, you got to win some quad one games. At some point, we have to win a game. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so Georgia really doesn't help me very much as a fan. It's just like, okay, we were supposed to blow them out. They're absolutely horrible. Right. But uh, we're just going to have to wait and see how it goes against a quality team because right now we're not winning those games. You know what I mean? you got to win one at some point. That's just the way it is. Yeah, and like I said, I was at the game. And so, I mean, if I hadn't seen the box score, you know, we, we expect this from Oscar. Ty Ty Washington had, again, like he does every game, had the quietest 17 points and 17 assists that you <laughs> I mean, I would, I mean, I literally had no clue uh, until you started, until he started getting up in the teens that how many assists he really had. To me, just watching the game, I was more impressed with the play of Davion Mintz out, out of everybody. Yeah, yeah. Dude had 19 points. Yeah. Five threes. Yeah, he was on, man. And let me tell you, Davion Mintz has improved defensively. I mean, he is a bulldog now. I mean, he is up in people's grill, yeah. man. Like, he, he has become, I think, one of our best perimeter defenders mm-hmm. now. Like, I, I just would just watch him on defense, and he does not give an inch. I'm just really impressed with him. So the fact that we now, between Mintz and Washington, we, we've proved, at least in for one game, that if Willard does sustain significant injuries or if we get in a situation where he's in foul trouble, I think we can survive. You know, that's what the NCAA tournament is all about, survive in advance. I think this was, in the long run, will help Kentucky should they have to face that situation. Yeah, now I'll agree, and actually I'll disagree with you on something. I don't know that it helps us at all uh, in terms of having Washington play the point guard because it's against Georgia. And if we're really prepping for the NCAA tournament, Georgia's not going to make the NIT. They're terrible. It's like playing a high school team. They're absolutely horrible. So, I mean, I guess it helps a little bit to get reps, just like having... I would almost liken it to having extra practice reps, because Georgia's (laughs) awful. Yeah. But when it comes to playing a quality team, that you know, we'll have to see how that goes. I'm not 100% sure. Uh, Davion Mintz, I think he can be more aggressive on defense, and I think that may be a product of the fact that last year, we had to have him on the court the whole time, or we were going to lose. We lost a lot anyway. But now he can be more aggressive because he knows he doesn't have to stay on the court all the time. He's a backup. He knows he's there just to give everything he's got for the minutes that he's in there, and the other guys are going to take control. You know what I mean? So you can be more aggressive because it's like, well, hell, if Davion Mintz gets four fouls, okay, we got two other guys back here that can do the job. Last year that wasn't the case. So I think that's helped him out a lot too. So uh, I was happy to see Mintz do well. Yeah, That's and, a good thing. And just, you know, lots of great storylines, like we said. Clearly the number of the game was 17. Washington had 17 and 17. Oscar had 17 rebounds. I mean, just dedicate this game to Kip Winger. <laughs> you beat me the- too. <laughs> She's only 17. She's only yeah. 17. You know, uh, I vote that we play that whenever Oscar hits 17 every game, that that be the song we play in between timeouts. I think it'll get the kids pumped. I think the players will get amped up. And we could say, Oscar's at only 17. <laughs> and the other team's like, holy cow, he's already got 17 rebounds. Well, listen, now, now, now that you, you know, since you mentioned this and mentioned the music, I've, I've got to say something about the music at Rupp Arena. Oh, yeah, you were there. Tell, tell yeah. me about it. Why is it that at the end of every game, after the game is over, the go-to song uh-huh. over the Rupp Arena loudspeaker is Dumas Walker. They play that. If you listen to the post-game show, you can hear it playing in the background immediately after the game is over. How how did Dumas Walker, Kentucky Headhunters, how has this become our celebration song? 
And, and I love Dumas Walker. That's oh, a great song. It's a great song. But as far as to celebrate a college basketball, I don't know that that's the game the guys are going back <laughs> to the locker room dancing to Dumas Walker. I hope that. They, you know how they show those behind the scenes of the victories? You know, they're like Coach Calipari's giving the prep speech and everything. I would love it if they were playing Dumas Walker in the locker. <laughs> and maybe Dumas Walker, maybe the Kentucky Headhunters are an official partner of UK Athletics. You know, like, uh, what was it, Papa John's or Hunt Brothers or Pepsi yeah. or Coke or whatever. Maybe they're the official band of UK Athletics, and we just don't know it. And they're obligated to play Dumas Walker or Walk Softly on This Heart of Mine <laughs> or whatever it may be. I hope that's the case. That's, in my dream scenario, I hope that the Kentucky Headhunters are the official band yeah. of Kentucky Athletics. Well, well, Rupp Arena pretty much keeps the same playlist for decades at a time. You know, we, we finally got rid of Money Money after that became absolutely worn out after being played year after year they finally cut that from the rotation i'm i'm gonna go ahead and nominate that we remove dumas walker from the rut playlist tyler i think we go the opposite way and we start selling t-shirts that say i'm here for dumas walker <laughs> and we go all in we don't even say i'm here for dumas walker don't talk to me until after i hear it dude that's not a bad idea i'm here for dumas walker I'm telling you, there's something to it. You sometimes you got to go all Dumas Walker. Sometimes you got to go all yeah. in in the other direction. While everybody's running forward, yeah. you take a step back. Or I'm staying for Dumas Walker. I'm staying for Dumas Walker. <laughs> yes. Let play. everybody know you're not leaving the game early. <laughs> exactly. I'm staying hey, for Dumas Walker. That's a good Walker. one. Yeah, Coach Cal will know how many people are going to be there. <laughs> you know, for the post game show. You know this what? This work out. You know what? Print, print them up. Print the t-shirts right now. <laughs> print I'm, it up. I'm for it. Oh, jeez. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad we won. Still don't know how much it helps us in the end, and I don't know how we are as a team until we win some games. Yeah, against now, quality teams. Now, I will say, as great as the game was, you know, we won by 15. Yeah. It was a bad start. I mean, Georgia mm -hmm. jumped, up, jumped up. It was, I don't know, like 6-2 or 9-4 or something at the beginning. Yeah. And let me tell you, I had my finger on the tweet button <laughs> ready to... Post something about you know you know when we signed Severe Wheeler and everybody's like why are we getting this guy like we already got Ty Ty what do we need Severe for I was getting ready to send out the tweet like all right for all you people who didn't want Severe this is what we get with Ty Ty running the point <laughs> and then, and then he goes and breaks the school assist record so I'm, I'm glad I held off on that one yeah didn't age very well <laughs> you could have been on that one there, there's a great um, Twitter feed from freezing cold takes oh yes I followed them. <laughs> he exposes awesome. everybody's terrible takes I would have actually nominated that one for freezing cold that takes would have been that. one no doubt <laughs> crazy. But uh, Tyler, some kind of exciting news, and even the commentators on the TV broadcast, you probably didn't hear this part, uh, were talking about the fact that number one high school recruit for next year's recruiting class has joined the UK team, has begun practicing, has done some private workouts, and is now sitting on the bench for the team. And of course, I'm talking about Shaden Sharp. Now, I've uh, predicted for months that he would be playing. He is going to play, and I think by the end of the season, he will be playing significant minutes because we need it. We need, a, we need a little pep in our step. Tyler, what do you think the odds of Shaden Sharp playing are after Calipari says, Shaden Sharp who? Yeah, I saw him. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of him. Yeah, he might play this year. Probably I not. Haven't he, talked to him. He's out of shape. He made it sound like he gained 50 pounds and has been smoking cigarettes for six months. <laughs> Tyler, do you think Shaden Sharp plays? I think he's got to, man. Um, I mean, and, and the fact that the UK media has made such a big deal about his arrival, too, makes you think, all right, they're hyping this guy up. They're 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 building up the hype train. It's going to be a major letdown now if he doesn't play. And 
if, if you just look at there's there's not a dominant team in college basketball right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the number one team is Baylor. Is anybody scared of Baylor? I know they won the national championship last year. Yeah, I'm I'm not really terrified of Baylor. Duke just lost at home to Miami right. on Saturday night. Yeah, I'm not. I will never be scared of Gonzaga. I don't care how many games they win because they don't play anybody. Yeah, I mean, right there's your top three teams, and I think right now we're already either on par, above, or right there with all three of those teams, okay. you throw Shade and Sharp in, who, who say we wouldn't be the favorite? I agree. We, we could be the best team in college basketball with this kid. Yeah, and then Calipari, you know, he talks about it, he says, well, he's out of shape, he's not ready to play. You don't need him to come in and play 40 minutes. You know what I mean? You, you just don't need that. What if he came in and played five minutes in the first half, five minutes in the second half, played ten minutes the whole game, and came in and just gave you a pep off the bench that the other team has no chance of matching? What could you do in those ten minutes? You know, think about that. If you take a ten-minute chunk of the game out and just explode and do whatever, you're probably going to win. Because mm-hmm. we usually have about a ten-minute stretch during the game where we struggle. <laughs> Instead, why right. don't we flip it on its head and take a ten-minute segment where we absolutely petrify the other team by taking our number one <laughs> player in the country off the bench and putting him in? Now, I don't know if he's a good shooter. I don't know if he can play, but he's the number one player in the country for a reason. Unless this is a Scala BCA situation, I think we're going to be okay if he plays five minutes a half. What What's the harm? Yeah. So let, let me ask you: Put your coaching hat on, Brandon. If you were John Calipari. How if you're you know are you going to play him and if so how long are you waiting are you waiting you know a few weeks are you waiting a month like what 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 do you think is the ideal scenario for when if we do bring in Shaden Sharp to do it well you know I'm just a basketball Benny here Tyler so what, so what do I know <laughs> but if I'm John Calipari if I've got some games coming up especially against lower quality teams uh, like Vanderbilt for for example there's not going to be any students at the game. What a great opportunity to bring the number one player in. Play him against Vanderbilt. At Vanderbilt, there's no students allowed. So that's uh, on Tuesday. So you're <laughs> so yeah. you're, you're putting Shaden in but, in but two why more not? days. How much pressure will he have playing with no students at the game at Vanderbilt, who is terrible anyway? What a perfect scenario to introduce him to college basketball. I think it's the perfect scenario. Yeah, I, I do think I, I do agree with you that I don't think you want to put him in his first game in a hostile road environment. I think there's just you're you're setting yourself up for failure with that one. I think it's either got to be a home game or, like you said, against Vanderbilt when there's not going to be a rowdy environment and the Vanderbilt is just, you know frankly not that good. So if you are going to put him in on the road against a team that you feel comfortable that you can win. I would not want to put him in his first game like at Knoxville or yeah. at Alabama or something like that. But a home game or a road game where we feel good about it, let's play let's, it. Let's throw him in there. Wait till the last TV timeout of the first half and put him in the last four, under four minutes and let him just get his legs under him, get a feel for what the game feels like in person against a live team. What's the harm? And then at the end of game, assuming that we beat the crap out of Vanderbilt, which we should, put him in in the last four minutes. Do that. Put him in the last four minutes of each half in games that you can win, especially this one where there's no crowd. I mean, it's like the perfect storm to me. You should do it. I'm going to put a tweet out about it to make sure that everybody <laughs> knows that this is the perfect opportunity. Yeah, my, my only worry, or the only worry I had, which I think has already been satisfied mm-hmm. for me, is you do worry about the camaraderie of a team that has been practicing together since last summer who has already gone to war with each other they've been in the trenches in road games 
you do worry about, okay, we're adding somebody new. He's taking away somebody's minute. I mean, somebody's getting less minutes, obviously, if, if he's coming in. So I think, in my mind, I was a little worried about chemistry being an issue. But we've already seen several of the players rant and rave about his first week of practice. I mean, Oscar put out something about how talented the kid was. So if the guys on the team are already talking about how good he is, that's that's good enough for me. If if he if that is not going to be an issue, which it doesn't sound like it's going to be, then I don't see the downside, to be honest. Okay, first things first, Tyler. The In the trenches on the road, since when? We played, it feels like, six months worth of crappy teams at Rupp Arena. <laughs> the only people that were in the trenches were the people in line to get ice cream at Rupp Arena. Okay, that, those were the trenches. This team isn't battle-tested, in my opinion. They went, they played Duke first game of the year. Okay, that was a wash. They went on the road against LSU. What other trenches have there been? Well, at Notre Dame. Yeah. We played that was a road game. Well, they suck, though. <laughs> well, they were good enough to beat us, though. But I'm, I'm, you're talking about three road games, or two road games and one neutral site game in months. To me, mm-hmm. that does, you know they've been playing crap teams for months at Rupp Arena. So I don't think he's going to come in and mess anything up. And I think when you make the decision to come to Kentucky anyway, you know that new players are going to be coming in consistently. And if you're not on it, you're going to be setting the bench. You know that. You know, Otherwise, you go play for Georgia. You go play for Vanderbilt. Right. You know what I mean? So, I don't that's know. That's fair. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I hope he plays soon, though. Yeah. Uh, it's it's going to be a, a game changer when it does happen. Mm-hmm. Speaking of game changers, Wandell Robinson officially declared that he will be leaving Kentucky to take his talents to the NFL draft. There was some scuttlebutt that he might stick around another year. Apparently, there were some very large NIL offers on mm-hmm. the table, rumors of an NIL deal approaching a million dollars. One million. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Evil. Yes. But Wandell decided that uh, his one year in Lexington was enough, so he is moving on to the NFL. Obviously, one of the most talented players to ever wear the blue and white mm-hmm. at the University of Kentucky in the football program. Brandon, what do you think about the decision, and how do you remember Wandell's one year? Uh, the most explosive year by a receiver in the history of UK football. I didn't think that would be outdone by you know somebody other than Craig Yeast, who absolutely blew up with Tim Couch. I mean, let's be honest. That, that's kind of hard to, uh, to look past. But Wandell did things that just we haven't seen from another player. The closest player I can liken him to is Lynn Bowden. Yep. And, but I don't think Lynn Bowden had the, the quarterback to throw him the ball properly to make enough explosive plays. Yeah, no I, doubt. I think they were both, they may be equally as talented, right? I mean, Lynn Bowden went from playing receiver to quarterback to running back, essentially. That's pretty hard to do. Um, and Wandale just did it in different ways. I wish he would have stayed longer. I wish we would have had him his first two years. I don't know what Nebraska was doing. Um, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Trying to run him at, at, at running back and whatever. That just goes to show what coaching can do because coaching can make or break your career. And I think Mark Stoops is building a reputation of getting the most out of players. You know, look at the transfer portal. If you're a transfer looking to play, how can you not look at Kentucky and say, you know what? It seems like everybody that transfers there is like dominating. You know, you got Rosenthal, you got Will Levis, you got Wandell Robinson, and more that have come in and played prominent minutes and went from, you know, transfers not getting what they wanted from their school to being all SEC caliber players. That's what Mark Stoops is doing. I think it's good for Stoops. Wandell, I'm interested to see if his jersey gets retired because it was just one season. That's up for debate. But it's the best season I've ever seen from a receiver. Yeah, I, th- I think if, if we're ranking the all-time great receivers at the University of Kentucky, I think I think you probably have to put Yeast, Randall Cobb, <laughs> 
Keenum Burton, maybe even, you know, yeah. just because they contributed for several years, yeah. probably at the top of the list. But if we're just looking at one year individually, this was the best season, I think, by maybe any Kentucky football player in the history of the program. We're just looking at what they did in one In one season. year. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Inc- Not, incredible. Slightly better than when Tim Couch was running the option. <laughs> that one year. That was just kidding. What that a disaster that, that was. was. But again, that shows what coaching can do for a player. That you know, Tim Couch running the option was akin to what Nebraska was doing with Wandell Robinson. Coaching makes a difference. Yeah. And, and so in, in this era of one and dones, you know, if you look at across all sports, men's basketball and all the other sports, I mean, is where where do you think he ranks as far as one and dones at Kentucky? <laughs> is is he the? I mean, obviously he's not better than Anthony Davis. But no. Would you would you put him as the second best one and done oh, at UK? Oh, that's a tough call, Tyler. Uh, I mean, considering what he did for the football team, I could see it. I would put John Wall as the second biggest just because of what he did for the image of UK athletics in general. Yeah. But then after that, I mean, Wandale may be right there. You know, I didn't think there would be a player that would be as important to a team as Benny Snell. And I think Wandell had an even better season than Snell had, you know, at any given time at UK, which is weird to think about, but I think it's true. Without him, we don't get where we are, which makes me hope that we get that some of these transfers work out that are coming in because Levis needs somebody to throw to. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I think it's a great kind of talking point as far as best one and dones. I think y'all also got to throw Sidney McLaughlin in there. The, uh, the the track domination yeah and, and she's just getting started she, she might be number two I, honestly she might she might even be ahead of john wall <clears throat> on a worldwide scale you're, yeah. you're probably right yeah most people don't care about the john wall dance in europe and stuff but probably you not sydney mclaughlin that's kind of <laughs> that translates everywhere uh tyler on february 2nd this is going to be interesting uh don't know if you're familiar with this the washington redskins removed their name and logo from the redskins because of a little political pressure now I've they've been this. going by the washington football team for a while now. However, on February 2nd, they are set to release a new team name. Tyler, let me give you some of the finalists. Okay, names. all right. Let me hear the choices yeah, let, here. Let me give you some of these. Okay. Um, the candidates are the Washington Armada. No. The Presidents. The no. Brigade. The Red Hawks. The Commanders. The Red Wolves. The Defenders. And they may just stay as the football team. <laughs> Listen, Washington, I don't know what they're doing. These names are terrible. You don't uh, like any of them? I mean, I, I, I get, you know, because it's in D.C., mm-hmm. having, you know, presidents or whatever and having the tie-in. They struck gold with Washington football team. Yeah. That is, by, that is one of the best names in the history of sport. Why would you mess that up? Like, just stick with Washington football team. It is unique. People love it. It's, it, it's funny. Yes, it's funny. I'm sure the merchandise has been off the charts. I can't imagine the Washington presidents is going. Well, think about the Ottawa Senators, right? In uh, in hockey, maybe they're going after that kind of thing. Um, But I I love the fact that they're the Washington Football Team because it sets up the whole thing of DC is so politically correct they can't even come up with a name because (laughs) they're afraid that they're going to fit. That's a great point. Yeah, they're so they're so scared. That they can't even think of the name. That's what I love the most. It reminds me of, uh, I think it was the Oscars one year. They were so afraid of who to hire that they went without a host one year because they couldn't yes. figure out somebody that was, wasn't was bad on Twitter from 10 years ago or something. That, that's what it reminds me of. And I love the, that notion that it's so bad that they just have to be called the football <laughs> team. It's funny, man, to me. But in, in all sincerity, is it not the best name? 
<laughs> is, is there any those, any name on that list you that you just read to me? Any of those names that you would take over football team? Tyler, I absolutely love it. They should stick with it. It's a winner. I would even buy some of that gear. They will. I, I'm considering making a push to call to call us the Kentucky basketball team. I mean, I I I, I wouldn't be opposed if we it's we not drop. A bad I idea. mean, there's a bazillion Wildcats out there. Yeah. How what's many the, basketball the teams are there? What's the mascot? Anybody know what the mascot looks like? The Washington football team? Is it just a football player? I think it's just a helmet, isn't it? <laughs> so, I mean, I guess so. What would the Kentucky basketball team be? Just a ball? <laughs> just a basketball? <laughs> yeah, that, that could be pretty funny. But uh, I love the name as it stands now. I hope they keep it. All right, me too. Do the right thing, Washington. Do the right thing. I'm sure Washington always does the right thing. Yeah, so that, should, sure they yeah that should happen pretty quick. <laughs> All right, Brandon, last bit of sports news here. And one of the most fascinating sequence of events that I think I've ever witnessed in a professional football game. Tampa Bay Buccaneer wide receiver Antonio Brown runs off of the sideline, begins stripping in the end zone, takes off his pads and his jersey, begins throwing them into the crowd, and basically quits during the middle of a football game. Of course, this has been all over the media this week, but I feel like we've got to still discuss it. Yeah, Brandon. Hopefully not for too long. Yeah, what was your reaction when you saw Antonio Brown running off the field with his shirt off? Well, you know, the Buccaneers took a chance on him and it didn't work out. Um, I think you just got to move on if you're any kind of football team. That's it. You know, you can call him crazy and call him whatever you want. Uh, then I heard some people say, "Well, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes." Well, my job isn't to figure out what's behind the scenes. I can just tell you what I see with my own two eyeballs, using my brain to put a calculation together that this guy doesn't need to be on a football team. That's a pretty good evaluation. If you can't work with the greatest quarterback of all time, Tom Brady, and then I've saw on some podcasts where he's saying, "Well, Brady did, you know, he didn't do it by himself. He, you know, he always needs help or whatever." Okay, <laughs> you're the only guy on the planet that thinks Tom Brady isn't good. Right. When you're the only person with a certain opinion, there's probably an issue. It might be a you problem. It might be a you problem. What's what's the uh, main denominator there? It's it's him. Yeah. How, how this guy, la- how Mike Tomlin and the Pittsburgh Steelers put up with this guy for a decade. I mean, that, that dude deserves a medal or a hug from somebody. <laughs> probably a hug. <laughs> for, some for, Xanax and some bourbon <laughs> or something. Like this dude is just a nut job. I mean. And I've seen everybody say, you know, you know, mental health. You know, we 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 hope, you know, all, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, sure. But I hope I hope he gets any help that he might need. But the the fact that NFL team, it just goes to show you that in the NFL, they don't care about anything other than can you catch the ball, can you throw the ball, can you run with the ball. There there is they they don't care about fit about locker room. It's just is it is a is a business. Yeah. And Antonio Brown, I think, finally reached a point where they don't care how good you can catch the ball. When you quit on your team in the middle of the game, he's got to be done, right? No, Nobody can, can pick him up after that, right? Well, somebody will. Maybe the Browns. <laughs> I don't know. They'll probably pick him up. Uh, probably, probably make him head coach. Uh, I don't think Baker can throw <laughs> the ball far enough to get it to Antonio Brown right oh, now. Oh, well, that'd be great. He's having surgery this week. Oh, it was okay. not a good year to be a Browns fan. Not a good year. I'd love to hear what their right year was. but uh, Last year was fun. Yeah, one in a million. Yep. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, if you can't work with Tom Brady, then who are you going to work with? Yeah. Everything else is going to be a step down. So, yeah. He's done. So uh, I, I did love the last thing I'll say. I don't know if you saw this, but somebody posted, I uh, saw it on Facebook, a pic- the picture of Antonio Brown with his shirt off and it had the caption, uh, when you wonder why banks 
want to verify your employment right before a house closing, <laughs> this <Yeah>. is why. <laughs> yeah. That would be it. Crazy stuff, Tyler. Crazy stuff. Well, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, Tyler, you talked about tweeting during the game. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at LexBuds because we're full of witty comments during games, Tyler. I mean, we're, we're very intellectual when it comes to sports. I think we know a lot. And we bring it from the perspective of the average fan. We don't sit here and run X's and O's. We just use our two eyeballs and our brain to calculate if things are going well or not. And depending on what's happening, we'll tell you. And sometimes it's not good. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it can cause arguments on Twitter every mm-hmm. now and then. We like to stir the proverbial pot. But make sure you follow us on Twitter at LexBuds. Give us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. You can download us pretty much everywhere that podcasts are available. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, LexBuds, and Pick and Roll on the Instagram, LexBuds. Basically anywhere that you can type in the word LexBuds, except for a typewriter. As far as I know, any mm. internet-connected device, you can type the word LexBuds in, and you will find us. I guess that is the key. It does have to be connected to the internet. And if you are just hearing this and you've been trying to type in LexBuds on your typewriter, please let us know because I've, I want to have you on the show, frankly. That would be great. I had a typewriter growing up. Too. Oh, yeah, me too. I did all kinds of writing on typewriters. That's I, fun. I mean, one of the greatest movie scenes of all time is from The Shining when he's doing the typewriter. Oh, man. It would have been as good had he been on a computer and no. she's just like scrolling instead, yeah. you know, <laughs> <laughs> instead of flipping through if they the pages remake, instead of flipping she's just scrolling <laughs> the mouse in the yeah with her yes. <laughs> that's not as good uh, I don't know how not, that came not quite the same effect not quite the same but that, that was our sports segment Tyler and for people that aren't familiar with the show we like to uh, follow the sports segment with news, and then we'll follow up in segment three with our favorite TV jingles of all time, Tyler. We're going to pick our top three. Yes. And then put it out to a vote and see whose is better. I know whose is going I'm to be better. I'm so ready for this, man. I've been ready for this all week. Let's get through the news. Yeah. Well, let's not get through it too quickly because we got some great topics. We do have some great topics, Tyler. Uh, this one's really exciting. Uh-huh. I know everybody's on pins and needles just waiting to hear about this one. Okay. And that is that there is a new COVID variant that has been found in Europe. It's the IHU variant. Uh, what that stands for, I'm not 100%. <laughs> but then there's also another variant that's been Did discovered. Did you just say I hate you? Is that what I, you said? Yeah, I hate you. Okay. Uh, I, okay, now I can't say <laughs> The IHU variant. However, there is a yet another variant that's been discovered in Cyprus, wherever that is. And guess what this name is, Tyler? I don't know if you heard about this one. Uh, Delta, Delta, Delta. Very close. It's actually, Can I help you help it's you? It's actually you. called Delta Cron. Oh, well, I was, I was a third, It's a cross right? between Omicron and Delta. Um, so, Tyler, we've got new variants. Uh, they're coming along. Of course, we're still in the midst of the Omicron variant here. I'm just going to ask your thoughts. <laughs> I'm not even going to ask a question. Just thoughts. Uh, Give it to me straight. What do you got? Huh, uh, is this ever going to end? Is this ever going to go away? And I, uh, a, l- a little bit more breaking news here for you, Brandon. That I is just, there a third variant? <laughs> <laughs> that I just found out before I ca- left to come over here. That, that you have coronavirus that, and you that, came over here and sat next to me. You... <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, no, I do not have coronavirus. Um, but we have seen all the recent spikes in Kentucky. Yep. And... Apparently, Jefferson County Schools Ooh. is going back virtual on oh, Tuesday. Oh, God. Uh, I wanted to drop that little nugget to get your on-air reaction because, you know, it, typically Fayette County follows whatever Jefferson County does. Folks, this is about to start all over again. I got a really bad feeling. 
Jefferson County is the first. We've seen it all over the country. Schools going back virtual. Okay. Jefferson County okay. has already started the dominoes here in our state. They're going virtual on Tuesday. They've said for now it's just for one week, but we'll see how long that lasts. Okay, yeah, that should make a big difference, first of all. Good job, <laughs> yeah, Jefferson for four County days. Yeah, either it's safe or it's not. Uh, first thing I will say, uh, Demetrius Liggins, the superintendent, has done a far better job of emphasizing how important it is to keep schools open. He puts it in every email he puts out. Yep. He says kids need to be in school or, you know, that's their best chance of learning. We've seen what the test scores did whenever we took them out of school. If you want to go down that road again, fine. If you want to close schools for a variant that's essentially the same as a mild common cold in terms of symptoms. I looked at the symptoms one day, Tyler. It was runny nose, headache, and, you know, a cough. Well, hell, I've had that for five years. I've got kids at home. (laughs) I get that every other week. And I just sat there and looked at it. I said, so we're doing all this stuff for that? What can't you, if you just called it the common cold, nobody would care. But you have to label it something that sounds scary. I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I hope that Fayette County Public Schools doesn't do it because it doesn't work. We're going to have the dumbest generation possible if we don't send the kids to school. You want to talk about problems down the road, try not educating a group of kids. 30 years down the line, those kids will be making decisions and they never learned how to read and write properly. You want to talk about problems. That's a problem. That's yep. called kicking the can down the road. Again, this is my two cents, Tyler, and I, you know, I know you you may have a different opinion. I don't know if you do or not. I'm just telling you, you can't do it. You got to keep the schools open, my man. That's all there is to it. We've seen what it does. It doesn't help anything. And if you do it sporadically for a week or two at a time instead of a semester, how in the heck can parents plan childcare? Name the daycare that works for one week, you know, with extra kids at a yeah, time. Yeah, that's my thing. What they they've announced they're going to do virtual for four days. What do you think is going to change in four days? Do you think it's just going to magic? Everything's going to magically disappear in four days. Look, I, what I, are you trying to accomplish here? Yeah, I've seen the symptoms. I, I've looked at them. I'm, I'm just having a hard time justifying what's going on. I've seen. I've seen the list. It blows my mind. This is the milder variant. This is the mildest variant we've had. It's more contagious, but it's the mildest. You could even make a case. I'm not saying I'm making the case, but you could make the case that if the entire country was going to get it, this is the variant to get because it's not as deadly. You know what I mean? The other ones have been worse. We, at some point, we just gotta we gotta keep moving forward. We got the Delta Cron variant for Pete's sake. That's just that's just a very lazy name. Delta Cron. Oh, this one it was sounds from, like a Transformers yeah. villain. Maybe the Decepticons will be, you know, the Decepticon variant or something. I don't know. But they're they're getting lazy. They're even having to co- uh, combo names together because they're running out of names to call the variants, Tyler. Deltacron. Uh, corona Omni. Omni-Corona. You know, it's never going to end, Tyler. Yeah. Well. At some point, we have to move on as a society. I almost want to go on a soapbox, but I won't. At some point, we have to move forward. That's all I'm going to say. Well, uh, like I said, I was saving that news because I knew it would get you fired up. It did. I'm pissed, <laughs> I'm pissed now, Tyler. And now we have another topic that I think may also have you fired up. Oh, God. Which is relating to the Little Caesars hot and ready. For God knows how long, you've been able to get a Little Caesars hot and ready pizza for $5 for basically as long as I can remember. I don't remember it ever being different than $5. Mm-hmm. Little Caesars has announced this week that due to increases in costs, they are going to have to increase the hot and ready to $5.55. It is the end of an era, my friend. No more $5 hot and ready. Brandon, I know you lived off $5 hot and ready's for a long time. How devastated are you of this news? Ty, this is tough news. 
I think this is tough news as a country. You know, first they give us the new variant. You know, Omicron's raging. And now they dump this crap on us. <laughs> it's almost too much to bear. Tyler, I used to live right across the street from a Little Caesars. Yes, you did. And whenever I would come home from class from UK on Tate's Creek Road, I would drive by, I would have to drive by the Little Caesars guy that was holding the sign, spinning it around that said $5, hot and ready. Hot and ready. They don't even tell you that it's good, Tyler. They just say that it's hot and it's ready. We can't make any promises on the taste, but by God, it'll be hot and ready. And it's ready. That's the only claim they make. Just like I like my women. Oh, (laughs) jeez. Anyway, moving on. I can't tell you how many of those pizzas I ate. Tyler, at one time, I had started a Facebook group. I never, I don't know if I even told you this. I started a Facebook group called $5 Little Caesars Pizzas Are Making Me Fat. Oh, you started, yeah, that was a famous Facebook group. That was me. <laughs> I, I had started that, and then I pulled out of it. The $5 Little Caesars pizza is making me fat. That was me because it was true. I gained a ton of weight. And it got to the point, Tyler, I would eat a whole large pizza, and then that wasn't enough, Tyler. So I had to get an order of crazy bread with sauce. And then one order of crazy bread wasn't enough. I had to get two orders of crazy bread oh my and three sauces to go with my hot and ready pizza at Little Caesars. I lived there. That's and, what I ate every day. And how much weight did you gain during this time? That's not important, Tyler. What's important <laughs> is that I lived there, I ate it. Now, I will say, even though they've increased the price, they have promised to put 30% more pepperoni on the pizzas. That's true. So at least you're getting something, you know, with your extra 55 cents. That's a lot of pepperoni. Yeah. That's nothing to sneeze at there. Yeah, 33%. I mean, they're not even raising the price by more than 33%. So you're really getting a bargain, it sounds like. I think so. They've sold me on it. I, I mean, I'm going to continue to get Okay, so you're, you're not boycotting Little C. You, you will pay the extra 55 cents. No, I've, I've questioned how they did it for the last 20 years. Right? <laughs> That's my thing. Like, the, the inflation on everything else in society has increased exponentially... With the exception of Little Caesars hot and ready pizzas, yeah, it is a you know if if I were listing the wonders of the world, yeah, li- how Little Caesars has kept their price at five dollars for so long has got to be right up there. Yeah, it does. I remember I took a franchising class when I was in business school at UK, and I learned that the uh, Fazoli's one of the people from corporate Fazoli's came in, and they told me that it costs less than ten cents to make a breadstick. So I, you know, I try to extrapolate that every time okay. I think about how much it costs to actually make something. It may not cost as much as you think. Makes you wonder if they were making those pizzas for fifty cents, yeah, and selling them for. We $5. were getting ripped off twenty years ago, when but they we were thought $5. we were killing it. <laughs> but again, they were hot, hot, and they were ready. and ready. <laughs> they were ready, and that's it. Ty, this is really interesting. Let me talk about one unique way that one man may be able to pay for his five dollar hot and ready. All pizza. right, please uh, do. Yeah. So a Georgia-based repair shop had an employee that uh, was looking to collect his final check, Tyler. The check was a little over $900, and he was having trouble getting the owner uh, to pay up. Okay. So he filed a complaint with the state labor board requesting that he get his over $900 final paycheck. Pretty reasonable so far, correct? Okay, yeah. I think you know if, if I worked a certain number of hours, I would like to have been paid for them. So. Yes. So in retaliation for him making a complaint to the state labor board, uh, the employer did decide to pay up on that final check. However, good, he delivered good. the money in pennies. <laughs> 91,000 pennies. Oh, my goodness. Dumped on the man's driveway as his final payment. Now, the man is suing the employer for retaliation with the state labor board. Tyler, uh, do you think that's a good idea? <laughs> and what do you think is going to happen to this lawsuit? We're both legal experts, I should say. Well, I mean... 
is is there anything in your contract in in your at your job that says that you have to be paid in certain denominations? I mean, th- does it say is there anything against that says legally they can't pay you in pennies? Now, it should be also stated, let me mention a couple other things. Okay. The man did say that the pennies were covered in somewhat of an oil. Oh, okay. Well, that's different. (laughs) Supposedly, but the employer denies that. And the employer also makes your point, Tyler, that uh, the Department of Labor states that they can be paid in any denomination and that there's no specifics given. So that is their counter-argument. They are denying the oil-covered pennies and saying that they can pay in any denomination. Okay. Well, if if they did put oil on it, that, that may be a little bit... You know, against them. I mean, granted, don't pay your employee employees in pennies. I mean, it's it's just petty. I mean, it's it's a lose lose for you. Like, in no way is this guy going to come out looking good after doing this. Who who's going to want to work for this guy? That's now the thing I worry about after doing that. Um, I'm also very interested in how he got so many pennies because every time I go to the bank, they have a sign. Up that says we are short on coins, and <laughs> and that we will only give out so many coins. You know, for people who bring in want to trade in their cash for coins. All the businesses I go to say, "Sorry, we may not have exact change coin shortage." How does this dude get ninety thousand pennies with this coin shortage going? I'm more I'm more impressed by that. To yeah, be honest it, it with makes you. you wonder if he's been plotting this for a long time and he's just been getting extra pennies. For months. <laughs> and which, if that's the case, then the guy's got mental problems. But like you said, I think it's a problem of, you know, if other employees see this, then how are you going to work for somebody that won't even give somebody their final paycheck? And when they do, they just dump a bunch of pennies on the ground. That's that's hard to deal with. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's, that's very true. I'm not going to want to work for somebody like that. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I just don't know how you do that and, and retain anybody. But that's just me, Tyler. Well... At least the dude got his money. At least he got his money. What's what, next, Tyler? What do you think he did with all those pennies? I don't know. Do you think he went to one of those coin sorters, like at the, <laughs> the store? The coin star. Yeah, at the coin <laughs> he star. He was there for 18 hours. <laughs> yeah. Or he took a wheelbarrow full of pennies into the bank, and then the workers just all quit. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. That's hilarious. It is hilarious. All right. Well, Brandon, have you ever heard of Lake Superior State University? Uh, no, Tyler, I have not. Uh, I had not either, but apparently... This is an actual place. This sounds like one of those made-up colleges <laughs> when I read that. I'm like, Lake <laughs> Superior State, you're kidding me. Uh, but apparently, every year, Lake Superior State University, the, the LSSU, <laughs> comes up with a list of banished words. Okay. They receive submissions from all over the world, and they come up with a list every year of words that they say are being overused to the point that they are now useless. Oh, Okay. And so I would like to give you the 10 words that were the 2020, uh, or sorry, 2021. I can't even keep track. It's all, all these years right together. We can, we can do the one from two years ago, sure. <laughs> we could. <laughs> uh, but here are the 10 phrases. Brandon, you tell me uh, if you agree that these words or phrases uh, are being overused. Okay, let's do it. All right. The first one now, is you said overused, correct? Not used improperly, but just overused. Yeah. So they said they they highlight phrases or words that are becoming overused, overused. to the point of uselessness. Got it. Let's go. Okay. Number one. Wait. What? Huh? That's the actual. Sorry. That's not a not doing a who's on first kind of thing. That the phrase is wait what? Okay. That's stupid. <laughs> 
Because that's what you would just say if somebody, if somebody, okay, dumb. Go okay, on. that so, one needs to stay. Go okay, on. number two, no worries. No, you got to keep that. You got to keep no well, worries. What's he gonna say? I mean, because it's like you know, instead of you're welcome, you say no worries. Yeah, it's in a, it's in a Lion King song for Pete's sake. It means no worries. Kuna <laughs> Matata. Kuna yeah, Matata. How are you gonna get rid of that? You gonna ban Disney? Go on, next. <laughs> stupid. All right, number three. I this is one I I really don't like. At the end of the day. Oh, I use that all the time. <laughs> I love that one. It, it's but kinda, do you, do you it, think it's overused, though? You said you use it all the time. Do you think uh, well, it's been used too by, much? By saying that I use it all the time, it directly implies that I use it way too <laughs> way too much. Uh, I like at the end of the day. It's a good wrap-up. It's one of those wrap-up things. You know you're coming to a conclusion. I like that one. Okay, all right. Don't banish it. All right, three for three on keeping. Number four, <clears throat> that being said... Um, I use that all the time. I would have to like relearn the English language. You, yeah, you would have to have a whole new vocabulary if these words were actually banished. I think. Yeah, I love using that being said because okay. it, again reiterates everything and encapsulates. I like to reiterate and wrap things up in a nice bow. I like that being said. Well, that's funny because one of the next phrases is also about uh, circling. Uh, number five, asking for a friend. You know, when people make a joke online, they'll be like, "Hey, anybody know where I can get a hot and ready pizza?" Asking for a friend. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that one's old. I don't like that one. Should be banished. What do you think? Okay, asking for yeah, I feel like it's been played out. It's not, you know, it was funny for a while, but now it's like, okay, we know you're talking about you. It's not funny. I I can get rid of that. That's well, funny. I think you could replace it with I know a guy. I know a guy. Yeah, I know a guy that's uh, looking for a hot and ready pizza or yeah, something like that. Yep. Okay. Yeah, go on. All right. Number six. Circle back. I don't like that. I mean, I it's, see. I use it. I actually use this occasionally in emails. You know, when you're following up with somebody, like, "Hey, I just wanted to circle back to this. Wanted to follow up." Yeah. But I kind of hate myself every time I write it. Yeah, I don't but, like circle. But back. I don't know what else to say. Just following up. Okay. Let's just follow up. All right. yeah, I don't like circle back. It's kind of informal. It's kind of distancing, in my opinion. I okay. Like All right. So get rid of circle back. Next one, deep dive. Like when you do a, a deep dive into a subject or. Yeah. Or you could say, I'm not, I'm not going to do a deep dive or anything, but the quick version mm-hmm. is this. I yeah. actually like deep dive. It, it's good. What else are you going to say? I don't want to be too thorough. No, deep dive is good. Okay. Yeah. What do you, what do you think? Deep dive? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I say that all the time. Like, when, when I find a, a topic that I'm interested in, I'll say, yeah, I did, a, I did a deep dive into this. I use that. I use it all the time. Okay. So so we're, we're going to keep that one. Yeah. Let's keep deep dive. Okay. We're gonna keep all right. One. We got uh, three more. Uh, number eight, new normal. Oh God, I hate that. That's one of my pet peeves. I absolutely hate it um, because a lot of it's based around what's going on with the pandemic. Oh, is it the new normal that we're going to wear masks forever? Is it the new normal that kids aren't going to school? No, new normal's stupid. There's not new normal. There's just normal. Yeah, I, I hate it. And it's not really new anymore. It's been we've had almost two years of this stuff. Yeah, it's we've, stupid. I hate it. Yeah. Okay, I agree. Uh, number nine, one, this is probably my favorite one on okay. the list, okay. and I'm sure almost everybody has used this if you have had a Zoom video, uh, a Zoom meeting in the last year and a half, you're on mute. Oh! Have you ever had to say you're on mute, Brandon? <laughs> Tyler, I've had people tell me that so many times. <laughs> oh, you, you've been on the receiving end oh, of you're on yeah, mute. Oh yeah, I'm the classic you're on mute guy. <laughs> I mean, I'll get into a whole diatribe on something, I'll be really into something, and then everybody's looking at me like, ah, waving their <laughs> hand, stop, you're on mute. Oh, but I agree. But that's a product of where we are. Yeah. It's like, well, I mean, what else are you going to say? I mean, if somebody's on mute, you have to tell them they're on mute. 
Yeah, that's like the shortest way get, to tell somebody. Yeah, how do you get rid of that? I don't hear you right now. That's too long. <laughs> My eardrums cannot reverberate <laughs> the noises that your mouth is making. I feel like you're on mute is very short and to the point. I like it. Yeah. All right. Last one, number 10, supply chain. You know, everything gets blamed on supply chain issues now. Are, are we using supply chain too much? The only people that are blaming supply chain too much are uh, people in Washington, D.C. <laughs> Everybody else in the normal world that does business has to talk about supply chain. That's what it is. Now, when you talk about people complaining about it and making po- politics out of it, that's a different thing. But yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, what else are you going to call it? There is 100% supply chain issues. I think I think people are just tired of hearing about it as the excuse. We, we need different excuses, even if it's not real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's, it, it's like a political excuse from both parties. Both parties will use supply chain as a thing. It's like, all right, give me something new. The buck's got to stop somewhere. It never stops with the politicians. We know that no matter who it is. Uh, but supply chain is what it is. It Unless is. Unless you call it the supply network. Yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, oh, that, that, that wasn't to be banned. <laughs> is that our 2022 uh, list? Well, it that, is what it is. Well, that being said, we should circle back uh, <laughs> and maybe do a deep dive on that topic at uh, a future date. I like it. See? I think we should come up with our own list at some point of yeah. words that we don't like and would banish. Well, let me tell you something we all like, Tyler. All right. You both what like. do we all like? So that was the end of segment two. That's our news segment. Again, follow us on Twitter at LexBuds and type the word LexBuds into your internet-connected device and you will find us. Um, this segment three, Tyler, is something that I've been stressing about all week because I think it's really, really important. What we want to talk about today is commercial jingles, TV commercial jingles. The important stuff. And this is critical information. You know, we've got two new coronavirus variants, Tyler. We've got Little Caesar's Pizza jacking up the prices of their pizza. We've got banished words for Pete's sake. It's almost too much for Our one minute. Our pets' heads are falling off. Exactly. We need some good news, and I think it's time for us to deliver on that good news and talk about our favorite TV jingles of all time. So what Tyler and I are going to do, this was Tyler's idea, which most things on this show are Tyler's <laughs> idea because his brain functions yeah. in a way that these, I'm not these, sure. These are the things I think of during the week. Like, <laughs> these are the, what are the best TV jingles yeah, of all time? You send me stuff, and I'm like, this is great. So what we're going to do, we're going to list our top three jingles. We're not going to duplicate and what we're going to do to find out who goes first, Tyler, okay. is we are going to ask Siri to give a number between 1 and 10. Of course, we're going to give our numbers first. And okay. then we'll ask Siri on the air a number between 1 and 10. Whoever's closer goes first. And then the next person will get two picks, the next person two picks, until okay. we finish it out. So first of all, we want to describe the rules of the game. What do you think makes a good TV jingle, Tyler? I think first off, it's got to be catchy. It's okay. got to be a, something that gets stuck in your brain. And just will not go away to where you are just walking around the house at all hours of the day and it, you're just singing it. You're like, where did that come from? Why am yeah. I singing that? So I, th- I think the catchiness and the ability to get stuck in your head. I also think the ability to be timeless. That it has proven itself through a period of time to be a consistently good. That it's not just a, you know, oh, it was catchy for uh, you know a week or two and now I never think about it again. I think it... It's something that has stood the test of time. Yeah. It makes a good commercial TV jingle. Okay, I can agree with you up to a point. However, I will also say that there's something about TV jingles that can bring nostalgia that you, will take mm-hmm. you back to a 1970s point of view. Yep. Maybe they don't use it now, you know, 20 years later, but at that time, it defines the era of that commercial kind of field, in my opinion. So it can be mm-hmm. both. 
one that's both timeless but also sets you back to a specific time yep. of when things were going on and that commercial was running. Does that sound fair? I like it. Let's all right. So all Tyler, right, so we're, we're gonna pick we're each gonna pick our favorite T V commercial jingles. I'm turning my of iPad all around here so you can't see it. So I don't want you cheating. Please. I don't need to see your big board right. over there. All right, so Tyler, uh go ahead and pick a number between let's do one and a hundred. Make it interesting. Okay. Do I have to get it exactly right? No, it's just whoever's closest. We're gonna both. Oh, get we're both gonna guess. Yeah, and then we'll ask Siri. Okay. All right. Uh, do I go first? Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go with my basketball number thirty-three. Okay, I'm gonna go with seventy-six. If you were about to price this right, me and go thirty-four. I was, gonna be <laughs> I was getting ready to, Tyler, but I wanted to be fair. <laughs> okay. All right, here we go. Pick a number between one and a hundred. Oh wait. Let's try this again. Pick a number between 1 and 100. This is very anti. 27. 27! Hey, All I right. was close. So, Tyler, you are closest. So, what we'll do, Tyler, you'll give the first one, then I'll do the next two, you do the next two, and we'll finish it out. All okay. Right? So, what do you got? You get to the first pick of any TV commercial jingle of your choice. This is the moment you've been waiting for. That's it. I'm so glad I got the number one pick because, at least to me, there is one that I think separates itself from others and it is a candy bar jingle oh, dang it and brandon you oh. better break me off a piece of that kit kat bar oh man you killed me on that one that was my number one pick ah yes oh that that's was, what i like to hear that was a killer right there i mean give me a break, break. Give, give me a break break me off a piece of that kit kat bar God. Man. And then not only was it a great jingle, but it also got revitalized in The Office. <laughs> yeah. Of course, the famous episode where Andy gets the first part of the song stuck in his head, but can't figure out what the end is like, break me off a piece of that. And then he can't just... He picks applesauce. <laughs> yeah. Fancy feast. And then he gets it time. It's, it's a cat food commercial. <laughs> break me off a piece of that. Fancy feast. Yes. So not, not only was it a great song... But you know it's a great jingle when one of the greatest TV sitcoms in TV history did an entire episode centered around the jingle. Kit Kat number one Ugh. for me. Brandon, good luck living up to that pick, sir. Tyler, that's a tough one to follow. Um, I'll be 100% honest with you. But I'm going to go a little bit different direction. Right, my phone's getting ready to fall down here. Let me just set it down. So I'm going to go in a different direction here, and I can't believe you took my number one pick because that, that is a good one. I don't even eat That was Kit really going to be your number one? Oh, yeah. That, that is a good one. But for me, there's two that I think about that really define my childhood. I'm, I'm going nostalgia here. Okay. All right, so with my number one pick, I'm going back to something that I think that defines an entire decade. An entire decade, Tyler. Okay. And really set the foundation for this product to corner the market on what it did, and really there's not been a good competitor ever since. Okay. All right? So I'm going to take you back to the early 90s, Tyler. Early 90s. Early 90s. Okay. 90s. And I'm going to take you back to a sports drink. Oh. That really quenches your thirst. Oh. Now let me put in mind the greatest basketball player of all time. Who is that, Tyler? You know who it is. It's Michael. not not LeBron James. Not LeBron James. We're talking about Michael Jordan. And if I could be like Mike, I could sing the whole damn song. <laughs> it's not. It's not just the "Give me a break, give me a break, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar." It's sometimes I dream that he is me. You got to see that's how I dream to be. I dream I move. I dream I grew like Mike. 
If I could be like my... I wanna be, I wanna be like my... Dude, that is... I did not even think about that one. I'm so mad at myself. I did not even have that on my short list. I don't know how I forgot about it. That is a great pick. Yeah. Because that is a... You talk about catchy as hell. That song will get stuck in your head. Yeah, it's it's a whole song, you know, which is different. You know, jingles typically have a 10-second, you know, window to really grab you. Yep. This one does it for, a, you know, the whole 30-second ad. And it really defined the 90s, in my opinion. It defined NBA basketball. You know, you think about Michael Jordan. You think of Marv Albert calling games and all this stuff. You think of him drinking that lemon lime Gatorade in the commercial. Yeah, I always had the lemon lime. Nobody else has it been even close. I think Powerade tries, but everybody looks at Powerade as oh, it's on sale. I'll yeah, get, I'll get Powerade. Powerade's trash. Yeah. I'll be honest. Powerade's trash, and Gatorade cornered the market with that and just drove it into the ground and just dominated the sports drink industry. So I'm going to go with the uh, Gatorade that's, like my that's, commercial. That's not a bad one. That's uh, I'm impressed. You 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 came out of left field with that one. Yeah, well thank you, Tyler. And and with my second pick since I'm going to go second, you you went to first on so my uh, on my second pick here in this round. I'm going to go with another one that defines my childhood because when I was growing up, I don't like where this is going. Already. There was one store that I lived for. I wanted to don't, be there. Don't you do it. I wanted don't to, you do it. I wanted to live in the store. Whenever I would see commercials for this store, it was like Disneyland to me. It's like, don't wow, that it. could be the greatest place of all time. It is a toy store, Tyler, and I'm talking about Toys R Us. Oh, you, that I was my next pick. Up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. There's so many toys at Toys R Us that I can play with. From bikes to trains to video games, it's the biggest toy store there is. I don't want to grow up, because maybe if I did, I wouldn't be a Toys R Us. I don't want to grow up. Don't want to grow up. I mean, because it just speaks to, you know, it's just a great life lesson about, you know, staying young at heart and not growing up and just having the childlike awe and wonder in the world that, your entire day, your entire year could be made just by going to a toy store. Toys are us, Tyler. Man. And it was so simple. They had Jeffrey the giraffe. I mean, it had everything. When you were a kid growing up in the 80s and the 90s and you saw that commercial, you would have thought you would have struck gold if you could have just walked in that store. So for me, it's again, it's it's a longer jingle. Yep. It's more of a song, like the like Mike ad that I mentioned earlier. And it's just catchy. When you have a jingle that you can sing 20 to 30 seconds of, that's something, because most people can't do that on a commercial jingle. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's Toys R Us. <sighs> you you have just rattled me, sir. I, you have come out swinging yeah. with those last two. I was really hoping you didn't pick Toys R Us. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I had to pick that. I mean, you took the Kit Kat bar one time. I have to do something. Yeah, that but was... if it makes you feel any better, Tyler, you have the next two picks. Okay. All right. Well, I man... So I'm going to have to pivot here, because like I said, I was getting ready to go Toys R Us. That was my number two. So, all right. Uh, th- this one may be a little off the charts. Oh. Th- this this may not be one that probably is at the top of a lot of people's lists, but I think it is consistently... I don't, I don't think this is one that anybody wouldn't like. Okay. And it's, it's a song that asks a question hmm. about what you would do for this product. Oh, oh! I know where this is. <laughs> and that question is, Brandon, 
What would you do for, for a, a Klondike bar? Yep. That is a great one. And then they would have the man on the street kind of thing where they would ask people yes, what and they that's, would do. Yes, and that's what made the commercials great because you had the jingle and then they, you had them interviewing people to see if they would actually do things for the Klondike bar. So I think it was a great common, a great blend of those two things. Yeah, those commercials are timeless. And I would have nothing to do with a Klondike bar if it weren't for those commercials. But when I see them in the store right now, I instantly think, what would I do for that Klondike bar? <laughs> and, you know, I would almost do unspeakable things for those Klondike bars because they're actually delicious, Tyler. I don't know if you eat Klondike bars, but they have the Nestle Crunch Klondike bars, which will just blow your mind. Really, I've never had. I, I know oh. they they have the Reese's Klondikes, which no. of course we we all know my Reese addiction. If you listen to the yeah, show at all, they had the Nestle Crunch uh, Klondike bars with the crunchy shell on the. Mm. Oh my gosh, Tyler, it will blow your mind. So good, great commercials, great jingle, and it's the only one that I know that's really popular that ask a question. I think so. I think that's yeah. I'm not. I'm thinking. I can't think of another one that does ask a question. So yeah. most of them want to originality. Tell you yeah, they want to talk to you or at you. This one says, "No, I'm going to pivot." You tell me, what would you do? Exactly. They 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 want to hear from the customer. Absolutely. Um, but That's yeah, a good one. loaded big and thick, no room for a stick. What would you do for a Klondike bar? Is my number two pick. All right, Tyler. What's your third pick? This is a big one. This is your last chance before we finish it out, and then I'll finish up with my third pick. All right. Uh, with with my final pick in the TV ad jingles draft, this may actually be my favorite one. You know, I had to go Kit Kat number one yeah. just because it's. I mean, it's the one to I me. I would have taken it. Yeah, I, it it would it would not have come back to me. I know I knew it wouldn't make through two picks with you, so I had to go Kit Kat number one. Yep. And I don't I don't, I, I was talking to my wife about these before I came over. She did not remember this jingle, but I'm I'm going to have faith that you do know this one, Brandon. I probably do. <laughs> I, I watched an inordinate amount of TV. We we both did. We watched a lot of TV <laughs> growing up, and it is the. Juicy fruit jingle. Do you remember the juicy fruit commercial? Ring. I was gonna say ring my bell. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it is not Abba. Not or no, that's not Abba. Who sang ring my bell? We're going down a rabbit hole. Yeah. Tyler, let's get back on track. <laughs> yeah, but, but you know the commercial talk where they're skiing. They're like these dudes and girls, and they're like skiing and doing flips. You remember this commercial no, at I all? Don't, I don't. I have no clue what oh. you're talking about. All right. Well. Pu- See if you can pull it up while we're talking. Uh, yeah, just, I'll try to pull it up. Just to uh, refresh your memory. Juicy fruit commercial. But it's uh, it's like, get your skis shined up, grab a, uh, grab a juicy fruit. <laughs> the taste is gonna move you. Oh, oh yes, of the, course. Yeah. I, I forgot that it was juicy fruit. <laughs> the taste is gonna move you. Yeah, that's a good one, Tyler. You're, you're right. That is a very good one. I, I for some reason, I didn't equate it with Juicy Fruit, but yes, that's correct. Yeah, I mean, it, it like starts. It's got the little guitar riff at the beginning, and, and it's got the you know people skiing. It, it just get, it kind of gets me fired up to to be honest with you. And it, it's got it's got a verse. It's got the chorus. It's, it's kind of like a full song, like with the Gatorade. Yeah. Uh, and then and then when it hits the chorus, oh my God! Can, can can we pull it up? Can we listen to it? Well, I mean, we could probably. I mean, we could try. <laughs> I didn't know this is where we were going today. Juicy fruit commercial. Let's see what. We I got. mean, just just, just tell Skiing me if, variant. Okay. Just okay. tell me if this doesn't get you pumped up, Brandon. That guitar, yeah. Taste is gonna move ya. All right, now here comes the chorus. It's gonna hit you. 
<laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the end of the taste of taste. Of, yeah, I remember. Oh my goodness, that takes me back, dude. Does it? That takes me back. I mean, and the video is is quintessential late '80s, early '90s oh, with geez. everybody in their like brightly colored ski outfits. Oh yeah, jeez. I, <laughs> and, and now that song, I promise you, that's going to be stuck in your head uh, for at least the next 24 hours because I've been singing it all weekend. The taste is gonna, <laughs> the taste is gonna move you. Like, I, th- I think that needs to be the intro song at basketball games. Yeah. No, it's a good one. Like, for forget whatever we play now. Let's get the Juicy Fruit song. Uh, <laughs> Oscar Sheebway's gonna move ya. That would be better than what we play currently. <laughs> right? Uh, but I had a really hard time because there there was a holy triumvirate of chewing gum ads in that era. You had the Juicy Fruit. You had the double mint gum, double, you know, mint, yeah. double your flavor, double your pleasure, and, double your fun. Yeah, which made you think if you if you chewed it, you you would get to date two supermodels who were twins. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> and then you also had the big red. Remember the big red <laughs> big jingle? Red. Kiss a little longer, longer. stay close a little longer, hold tight a little longer, longer with big red. <laughs> I mean, those three, which were all three Wrigley products. I mean, Wrigley. Knocked it. it out of the park with all killing three it. of those. Absolutely killing it. That's just that's just unre- how one company could come up with three separate jingles. But I could have picked any three of those. But I, I went with Juicy Fruit, but I love them all. So I'm going to conclude my draft. I had Juicy Fruit. What would you do for a Klondike bar? And break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Brandon, you have one pick left. Where are you going to go? Well, Tyler, initially I had one in mind, but I got I got to think about one that I think is so just catchy and it really just sets it apart from anything else. Now, my first instinct was to close out my draft with the Oscar Mayer Wiener song. Mm. That would mm-hmm. be I think that would be the easy way to go. But I don't go around singing that one that much. Yeah. You know, with my other Fair. picks, I actually find myself thinking about them every now and then. There's one that I just think is so good and I and I hope they keep running it. It has to do with a sandwich shop, Tyler. I don't know if I'm giving anything. Oh, yeah, I think I think I know where we're going. And already. it sets an, a price for how much this sandwich <laughs> is. And is the price the same as a hot and ready pizza? It, formally, yes. <laughs> uh, and of course, I'm talking about Subway, the five dollar foot long. It is the catchiest damn jingle. Five, five dollar. Five dollar foot long. Any, any. I mean, the marketing genius who came up with that should be retired on a beach somewhere because it told you exactly what it was. There, there was like no fluff. We have five dollar foot long. So what are we gonna come up with lyrics, guys? Yeah. And which which foot long can I get? Oh, any, any foot long. Make sure you okay. remind them. Okay. Any, any, any. <laughs> I mean, the lyric writing session for that had to be so short. Yet you knew what it was when you heard the jingle. Okay, $5 footlongs on any? Oh, I'll go do that. It's probably some of the best marketing I've ever seen. Some of the most just straight-to-the-point marketing. Everybody understands it. It's a piece of work. And it's very catchy to sing, too. Yeah, it is. It's both catchy and informative at the same time. I will say, I have. I, I think I've reached the point of burnout with, with the $5 footlong jingle. Like to, I, I kind of cringe when I hear it now. But like I said, it's it's it is a classic. I mean, you can't go wrong with mm-hmm. that pick for all the reasons that we've said. Yeah, absolutely. So so just to recap my picks, Tyler, and then you then uh, you've already recapped yours, I think. 
So my picks were uh, the Gatorade, like Mike. Be like Mike. Yes. Second pick, Toys R Us. I don't want to grow up. I'm a Toys R Us kid. And number three, the $5 foot long tong from Subway. All right. So those are solid. Those are solid. So we're going to have to put this up to a vote. Yes. On Twitter. And we're just going to have to hear from people. We'll put this up on Facebook, too. We want to hear the comments. You know, what do you think was a good jingle? Did we leave any out? I mean, one of the ones I was also looking at was Meow Mix, Tyler. Oh, that's a, that's a great one. Meow, 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 meow. I mean, what a great... <laughs> I mean, we have left out some great ones. Nationwide is on your side. Oh, that that's that's a dark horse right there. Yeah. Uh, how about the, I want my baby back, baby, baby back, baby, baby back, baby back. <laughs> I want my baby Chili's baby back. <laughs> I mean, we didn't even get to that one. That, that You mean, talk about classics. There's so many, Tyler. It was hard to break down. Uh, we had some similarities with the uh, Kit Kat bar and the Toys R Us, it sounded like. We were both going in that direction. Yeah, that was my one, too. I was really hoping Toys R Us would come back. Yeah, so uh, you know, we had some similarities, but we grew up around the same time, Tyler, so that's to be expected. But let us know what you think. I mean, that's that's honestly what we're doing this for. So make sure you follow us on Facebook, uh, LexBuds, LexBuds and Pick and Roll, uh, on Facebook, and then on Twitter, at LexBuds. We're going to put this out. We need to know what you think, and if we left any off and we're complete idiots, let us know, too, because there's stuff that we just don't remember. I forgot all about the Juicy Fruit commercial. Yeah, and I had forgotten about the Gatorade one until you said it, and I'm like, oh, how did I forget that? Yeah, I, it's it happens. I mean, we're dads. we got kids at home, which I think takes 10 years off your brain function. Yes. So we're functioning on, like, probably Do 60. they make Juicy Fruit anymore? I don't feel like that's something I've seen in a long time. Is Juicy Fruit still around? I know I haven't seen the commercial where people are skiing. <laughs> like, like, we just watched. I know that. But they have to make it. That was too popular, that, that pack of yellow gum. Oh, yeah, the I bright mean, yellow. I mean, how could you get rid of that? I don't know. Do you think Big Red is still around? I know Big League Chew is still around. I see that. Oh, yeah. God, I used that to was love the Big League Chew, the grape flavor. Oh, I would, I would just go through the whole bag in one sitting till, I love, till the point I just had a big wad in my cheek. I, I love how they weren't marketing tobacco to kids. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> you know, the, the pouch. Yeah, of, you, you could get that, get, get your candy cigarettes while you were there. You could yeah. get the whole professional baseball player oh, starter kit. What a mess. What a mess. Well, this was a fun episode, Ty. We, we covered some very interesting news topics. Uh, some pretty positive sports news, and then I love the way we wrapped it up with our favorite commercial jingles. I don't think we could have ended it any better. No, that's that's what we do here. The most ridiculous topics, in addition to covering the most important topics of the day. Absolutely, absolutely. It's what uh, we do around here. See ya for juicy fruit. Absolutely. Uh-huh. See what I did there? Yeah. Nah, very, it was pretty stupid. Very nice. <laughs> but anyway, follow us on Twitter at LexBuds. LexBuds and Pick and Roll on Facebook. Go to your internet connected advice. Type in the word LexBuds. Tell all your friends and family to download LexBuds. Leave us a five-star review on whatever uh, app you use to download podcasts. That helps us show up in the ratings or uh, on the list of podcasts uh, a little bit higher. And it was a fun one, Tyler. We will see all of you on the next episode. Stay, Stay classy, classy Kentucky. Kentucky.